Good morning, Elizabeth Chapel Church family. Thank you for joining with us today as we continue this uh, devotional each morning this week, Monday through Friday, in preparation for Easter, the resurrection day of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're looking at the crucifixion through the eyes of those who were closest to Jesus. Yesterday we looked at uh, the crucifixion through the eyes of Mary of Bethany. She really got, got it. She knew, in a sense, what was getting ready to happen. I guess the Lord must have been speaking and dealing with her heart a little bit about that because she anointed the feet of Jesus and anointed Him. And Jesus' own words to her were, She has done this in preparation for my burial. That's amazing when you think about it because when they took the body of Jesus down from the cross, there wasn't proper time to get him ready for the grave. So Mary, through her eyes, really understood what was going on with Jesus. Today, we're looking at, at a different character. I, I mean, you know, I said yesterday, he's a snake in the grass. He certainly was. Judas Iscariot, the disciple who betrayed Jesus, sold him for 30 pieces of silver. Compare that with the cost of that ointment Mary used. Her ointment was very expensive. But here Judas is betraying Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Then, he, then it, when it was all said and done, the Bible says he went back to the chief priest, threw the money down at his feet, said, I am guilty of what I've done, and went out and hanged himself, took his own life. So here, here is a man who really was viewing all that Jesus said in relationship to the crucifixion, but his eyes were, were blinded to the fact of Jesus and his love. I want us to have our eyes wide open when we see the cross, we see the crucifixion and the resurrection. Well, if you take your Bibles, turn with me to the book of John's Gospel again, one chapter over from 12, chapter 13. We were in 12 yesterday, chapter 13. And we're going to read this scripture for a moment about uh, Jesus washing the disciples' feet. But I think there's something here that, that we miss if we get so caught up in foot washing and we get so caught up in the dialogue with Jesus and Simon Peter, we miss something very significant in this scripture that I believe we need to, to look at this morning. I want to begin here in verse number 1, John chapter 13. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father... Boy, isn't that a powerful statement? Jesus' earthly ministry is coming to a close. And he knows it. And he knows his hours come. His hours come to go back to the Father from which he came. Don't ever anybody let anybody ever tell you Jesus was, is not eternal. He is. He was with the Father always. And now he's going back to the Father, leaving this world. But notice, notice this next phrase in that verse number one. Powerful. Having loved his own who were in the world, those were his 12 disciples, 
his people. He loved them to the end. Do you know that's a powerful word? Jesus loved his disciples and he loved them to the end. Did you know Jesus is going to love you to the end? He's going to love you all the way through. There, in fact, there will be no end to the love of Jesus because we'll be in, in heaven with him for all eternity. But he loved his disciples all the way to the end of his earthly journey in ministry. Verse 2, And supper being ended, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. That's a powerful statement, isn't it? The Bible tells us in John 6 that Jesus knew when he chose Judas that he was a devil. But it also says that all of these things are done that Scripture might be fulfilled. All of this about Judas was, was prophesied in the Old Testament. And there were many prophecies about him, prophecies about his death, prophecies about him betraying Jesus. All of these prophecies we see throughout the New Testament. In fact, all of the gospel writers write about Judas. They tell about him. They all look at him from a different place. One gospel writer calls him a thief. Others call him a traitor. Others talk about his death and how he died. Even the disciples themselves, which is amazing, they are fooled by Judas. They never see Judas for who he is until he kills himself at the end of time, at the end of his life. He, he would, they, were, they were fooled by him. But Jesus wasn't. Jesus saw through Judas and knew exactly who Judas was from the beginning. You say, well, Joel, why did Jesus ever choose a man like that to be a disciple, to follow him? He chose him, and we'll find this out in a moment, because he wanted to show us how powerful and amazing his love is. Now remember, Judas never returned that love to Jesus. I don't think Judas died and went to heaven. I think Judas has been, was lost for all eternity. But yet he had a chance to be saved. Well, now notice, notice this passage. Supper being ended, the devil having put into his heart Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, to betray Christ. Jesus, knowing the Father, had given all things into his hands. And when he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper, laid aside his garment, and took up a towel and girded himself. And he poured water into a basin and began to, worship, to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel which had girded himself. Mary washed the feet of Jesus with ointment and her hair. Jesus is washing the disciples' feet with water and a towel. And Jesus says this is what we all ought to do. We ought to be servants and serve others. When you move down to verse 6, notice it. Then he came to Simon Peter and said, I want to wash your feet. Now, I want to stop right there for a moment. I want you to think with me for a moment today. Not about Jesus washing Simon's 
Peter's feet. I want you to think about Jesus washing Judas Iscariot's feet. Judas Iscariot, the betrayer, the thief, that man whose life was a phony, a fraud, didn't love Jesus at all, would steal money from Jesus that was carried around in the pouch, Judas Iscariot. And here Jesus is now preparing to wash his feet. I, I, can't, I can't even hardly fathom that. I want you to think about it. Just look at, look at it in your mind's eye. Jesus going now and bowing at the feet of the betrayer. And Jesus looking up into Judas' eyes and can see right through him. And he knows that in just a few moments, Judas is leaving to go betray him for 30 pieces of silver. And he washes his feet. You know, last Sunday we talked about forgiveness. How hard it is sometimes to forgive others. What an example we see from Jesus right here. The willingness to say in this act of humility at the feet of Judas, I love you. I want to be your Savior. I'm getting ready to die on the cross. You don't have to reject me. You can receive me. But the decision is going to be yours in just a few moments. Now, I know we don't see all of that in print. But I'm going to tell you, when their eyes met, Judas and Jesus, there had to be a lot going on there that John never knew to write about. But yet we know it because we have the full account of Scripture. What, a, what an amazing, what an amazing event. Washing the feet of the very one that's going to betray you. Well, my friend, I want you to know that today, I want you to join with me and let's just pray for a moment about those that we know who are rejecting Jesus right now. Because you see, Judas rejected the love of Christ. This whole scripture began with Jesus saying, I loved my disciples to the very end. And I was up early this morning, and there were four people that God just put on my heart to pray for. Four people that I know, three of them I know are rejecting Christ. The fourth one told me a year ago that he had rejected Christ, but I continue to pray for him and pray that God is doing a work in his life and in his heart. I want us just to take a moment. Those people you know, those people I know, like Judas, they're phony. They're faking it. But yet in their heart, they're rejecting Christ. They're rejecting His love. Let's just take a moment and pray for them. Father, we pray this day for those that are upon our hearts that we know, Father, are rejecting Your Son. And we pray that you will speak to them. We pray that you'll give them chance after chance. Move in their lives, God, that they could be gloriously saved. That before it's too late, before their life is ended, 
they will come to their senses. They will come to a knowledge of the truth. Their eyes will be opened and they'll be able to see how much, Lord Jesus, you love them, that you gave your life on the cross for them, and they will accept you and trust you and be gloriously saved. We pray for them this day, Father, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you'll tune in and be with us again tomorrow. I'm enjoying these devotions this beautiful week of Easter, the week that changed history in the world when we celebrate Jesus. Tomorrow, we're going to look at Simon Peter, the man who Jesus, with one look, changed his life forever. We're going to look at that tomorrow. Thank you for being with us today. God bless you, and have a great, great rest of your week and rest of your day.